Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Pastoral Thoughts Podcast. This is your host, Jack Young, and we got Pastor Jonathan Major here in studio today, and uh, he and I are going to talk about the topic of journaling. So, Brother Jonathan, welcome to the podcast once Thank again. You. Thank you. Um, were you as nervous about this episode as you were about the last one? <laughs> oh, yeah, this is a definitely <laughs> a heavy topic. Um, of, so the uh, last podcast we did was on what? Why I'm still IFB. Yeah, so that was, uh, I think we were on, on pins and needles. A little bit. For that one. We wanted to be very careful, not overstep our bounds, and we were talking about people and abuse, abuse and trauma, and yeah. on stuff going on in churches and uh, I think we, I, I think, well, I know our guest did a great job. I asked uh, mm. Brad, our um, court jester here at, uh, <laughs> everybody's got their role, and, and he's the court jester. Like, he, he, he pokes out the obvious truths. Yeah. And he, uh, he said, man, you were a terrible host. You walked over everybody. Your mic sounded bad. You know, yeah, but, uh, yeah, I, I was like, I didn't think eh. that was true. Well, and the thing is, I, I that one, I didn't even look at myself as a host. And, oh, yeah, he said, you had too much coffee? No, I, I know I was, like, wound up. Oh, yeah, we were all kind of <laughs> wired. And, yeah, that was uh, that was a rough week of preparation. That was pretty uh, pretty tough. Yeah, tough so I, I really appreciate, especially the guests, coming on and talking about an issue that um, most people in the ministry would not even touch. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we tried to tackle it to the best of our ability, and um, I don't even think we ended up with any nasty comments or anything. Not yet. Um, Not yet. But you can go back one uh, one episode and listen to that. And a lot of people listen to it, and um, I didn't hear any negative yeah. feedback. Um, so I know it helped me. I mean, even just going through it with you guys and – Studying through that the, the issue it definitely you know it's kind of like um, preparing for a podcast and talking about a hard issue. Kind of like preaching. It's, it's similar. No, it's similar to journaling. Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah, and we'll we'll talk about we'll talk about, <laughs> go, we'll yeah. talk about journaling. Um, so when did you start journaling? Um, well, I I had a diary when I was like six until mm-hmm. I was like ten, and it's the laughing stock of my family. Everybody goes back Everybody and reads looked it. at yeah, it. Yeah, huh? yeah, yeah. And they all wrote their little comments in, in the side margin. I still have it, so that's it's terrible. pretty funny. That's terrible. I wrote it in crayon, so that's exciting. But no, I actually started journaling when I was like 20, 21, um, when life started to get serious and I needed clarity. Something, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did in 2000, and I think I have down on this paper 2005, but actually it was 2003. No. 2004, and I have the journal uh, right there. And I was in a class in Bible college taught by our professor, Greg Hahn, and he challenged all of us to start keeping a journal. And so I went to Barnes & Noble and bought a nice journal. It had a nice jacket on it. I still have the jacket that I had to insert, yeah. and it's kind of like yours right there. Yeah. And started journaling then, and I am very, very, very glad that I took him up on his challenge. And uh, it it's been a wonderful experience journaling. Yeah, yeah. So 2004, I was nine years old. Yeah, yeah. I was I was journaling then too, you know. Right, With crayon, but <laughs> right. And uh, since uh, you got mocked and teased, you probably uh, kind of. I kinda stopped for a few years. For yeah. a few years. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and that would have been neat if you continued. But I have pretty consistently since 2004 kept a journal, and a stack uh, of books had, on the table. I have a stack of journals yep. on the table, uh, in front of us. 
and each and every journal has on the out cover, um, it has the year. I just took a Sharpie and wrote the year on that journal, and I can go back and read it and reflect. And, yeah, it's been a tremendous thing. And it's um, something that has been used throughout history. Yeah. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about that. But uh, what are what are some what are some of the what do we want to talk about first? The benefits of journaling. Mm, we could get practical. or the methods. Let's talk about the methods first. Okay. And the benefits. Last, how do you yeah. journal? And, and we'll talk about on a broad basis too. Yeah. The different kind of journaling yeah, too yeah. at this point. So I think I know how you journal, and I know we do it differently. So I think it'll actually be a good contrast for people. Um, I'm not exactly a scheduled journaler. I don't um, you know have a set day or time that I sit down. Um, and, uh, basically my journal, I began journaling, um, because of, you know, you know, you're a teenager, young, young adult, 20 something year old, and, you know, trying to have a walk with God and trying to, um, get through life's challenges. And, um, I needed a place where I could put my thoughts down and see them, break them down, work through them. And so, um, I would journal as I um, read my Bible in the morning. Mm-hmm. I would journal, you know, during prayer time, and I would write out my prayers, and um, I would write down, you know, just bare-bone thoughts that I was feeling or emotions or things that were happening. And um, I didn't really do it on a, you know, scheduled basis, but kind of as needed. Um, and I've kind of continued that um the same stay. practice. Yeah. Um, so you're like pretty much all your journaling ends up in one location. So like you'll yeah. have your journal with you in the morning when you're reading your Bible. Mm-hmm. And so it's different uh, scriptures grab your attention. You're going to write those down. Mm-hmm. Prayer requests. Mm-hmm. You're going to write those down. And then um, you take preaching notes in the same journal. Yeah. So if I'm sitting in church and I'm listening to you preach, I will write down the outlines in that book too. So I have. Um, and then if you like one of your kids did something really special and you wanted to save that memory, will you write that down? Uh, yeah, I, I really, I, I guess it's more of a spiritual journal. I haven't really like, um, gotten into, you know, lifestyle journaling as okay. much. Um, but yeah, that the, the one journal that I use, I kind of have an everything journal. We'll talk about that, but I have an everything journal and then I've got, you know, my preaching journals and journals for reading and stuff like that. But, okay. um, that one is primarily for my spiritual life, my prayers, my yeah, pe- people give me nice journals, and um, yeah, I so I have journals. Yeah, I have journals uh, at home. I have journals in my, in my desk drawer, and so sometime for a, a practice, uh, I will get out a journal, and as I read my Bible, I will write down different um, prayer requests from the scripture that I'm reading. If I come across a scripture that really sticks out, I will just write out the whole scripture right mm-hmm. there. Um, but I don't do that every day, and then also that doesn't go in my main. Journal. So the journals that I've kept since 2004 uh, just have to do with uh, life in general. And so there is prayers and things the Lord's working on in my heart or something that I heard or whatever. So it's not like it's um, devoid yeah. of right. <laughs> Christianity. Right. Um, but it, yeah, it's more of a lifestyle, lifestyle journal. Yeah. And then now um, I've used a prayer journal since I want to say 2001. My mother gave me one that she designed and uh we've designed a beautiful one here it's actually uh, dennis coral's prayer journal and, and how he broke his down but then we put in all sorts of 
here at Lighthouse Bible Baptist Church. Uh, we put in all sorts of inserts in there, and it's all sorts of scriptures on different various topics and laminated, beautiful laminated sheets. And so we've got a big prayer journal, and um, I'll go through that maybe once a week. Yeah. And that's like, you know, I tell people, that's the encyclopedia of prayer right there. Uh, I mean, <laughs> you could... You know, you could pray, pray, all, pray all night yeah. if you needed to. Uh, but uh, I will go get into that once a week. I used to use a prayer journal about every single day, mm-hmm. but I, f- I found it to be at some point like so repetitive Monotonous. that yeah. I was doing it mindlessly. Yep. And uh, and so, I, you know, it wasn't doing for me what it used to do. Um, so, yeah. So, so you've I'm, got the lifestyle journal. You have a prayer journal. Do you have any other... Well, yeah, I have a lot of different collection boxes, buckets. One of the things I always have with me is my day planner, but that would be for a whole different podcast episode. Scheduling. And I, I just, yeah, it would be a scheduling uh, thing, but I just switched this past year to this Rhodia journal, and it's like a bullet journal, and it's got the whole year in it. And I really like that because I used to, I live, in, I live by the weekly calendar. I mean, I look at the whole, but then I write out my week, yeah. and then also the little, the little stuff that's going on. When I used to have my old weekly calendar in the, um, I would have to tear it out and throw it out. Now I've got it recorded. Mm-hmm. So I got the one from <laughs> last year, 2023, it, yeah. and then I got 2024. And so if I want to you know, in the ministry, look back and see kind of like what week to week looks like yeah. and what was going on in different weeks and what we were talking about in staff meeting or whatever. I've, I've got that record right there. Yeah. It's like what you always say in this, like be kind to your future self. And if you have that record, you can go back and look at it. It's, and it's one it's of my mantras. Kind of like, yep, kinda, um, is be, be kind you. to the future Jack. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so we're trying to write self-help and, um, and when we talk about the nitty gritty of journaling, uh, really what you're doing is you're writing for yourself and then you're writing yourself kind of like a self-help uh, journal because if you come across anything that's helpful to you or encouraging or something that's been a blessing to you, you write it down. Um, and when you read it later, it, it is very helpful to you. Mm-hmm. And I, um, and so, um, yeah, I do that. And then I have what I call a mastermind journal. And again, that would be for another uh, episode as well. But I have that with me right here. And I look at uh, two pages of that every single week. And so if I hear somebody say a quote, or um, there's highlights in a book, I, and I really want to save those highlights because it's mm-hmm. very good, and I want to look at it on a somewhat regular basis, maybe like once a year at least, yeah. uh, I will stick it in the Mastermind Journal. Uh, so I'm doing more reading of the Mastermind Journal than I am writing in it from week to week. Yeah. But yeah, if I'm listening to a podcast or a book or whatever, and something like really stands out, man, I'll, I'll get out my Mastermind Journal and write it in there, and it has nothing to do with my life. Right. Other than it's um, just words Helpful. of advice or yep. counsel or whatever that I want to see on a regular basis, so that's that's a different journal that I yeah. have. So would you say like uh, from just looking at all these different journals that you take and keep, um, you know, we would probably venture to say that our mind is a limited resource and that we can't um, possibly keep all the things in our mind that we'd like to, and especially with today's day and age, and you know. TV and distractions oh, yeah. and social and media and phones. I mean, we're, we're we can't think because we're always think. in front of screens and we always have uh, input coming into our ears in one form of another. And mm-hmm. I, I'm guilty of that. Like, you it's know, if I, if I go for a jog, I, you know, I'm listening to podcasts. And Same. Yeah. I've got the headphones in. Right. Yep. And always input, input. As soon as I jump in my car, I'm like, hmm, what do I want to listen to? And then I'll listen to something. Uh, but the, you have to stop and you have to pause and you have to collect your thoughts, and you so got to find clarity. In a way, your journal is kind of an extension 
of your brain. You're setting things aside, saving things, saying, hey, this is something I want to remember. This is something I want to use later. This is, um, you know, like kind of like you're scheduling, but in reverse, right? Yes. So, yes. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, we can talk about um, the benefits now. Yeah. So um, I've here, you know, your journal is a place to think. It's a place to collect your thoughts. It's a place to store your precious memories. Uh, a journal allows you to count your blessings. Uh, it allows you to name your prayer requests. Uh, it is a place of accountability to yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And, and that's how I, I look at myself. You know, Paul, Paul said, um, I should have put the verse in front of me, that he says that he, he brings him himself into subjection. Keeps under his body and brings him. So he's accountable to himself in right. the Lord. I mean, he's accountable to the Lord, uh, but he's examining himself through the lens of Scripture and everything else and kind of bringing himself in accountability. Right. Um, so my, and we, we'll talk about this here in a minute, you talked a little bit about the when you journal. I, um, you know, I have a kind of like a personal thing where I call it uh, MED, minimum effective dose. Like yep. what is the minimum amount that uh, it, it takes? And mm-hmm. I think it's like a baseline. Like yep. so if someone starts working out and talk, you know, pastor, start working out, man. You know, I'm going to get back into shape like I was in high school. And I'm like, well, let's just go for, you know, 15-minute walk every day. Start small. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and take small bites. So the, the rule that I have for myself, and this is my minimum effective dose. So even if I've got a busy week, I have no excuse not to journal. So it's a minimum of 15 minutes yeah. that I'm just going to write. And I'm going to write whatever comes to my mind. And uh, we'll we'll talk about who you're writing for. You're just writing for yourself. I'm sorry, no nobody's so interested in you that they're going to read your journal. Your brothers and sisters aren't around well, anymore. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's not as interesting house. anymore. <laughs> no, no. And so you're just writing for yourself. And so um, it's a mental vomit, so yeah. to speak. So sometimes I might write around about what uh, church was like on Sunday, or I might write about some sort of experience or trip or whatever mm-hmm. uh, that's going on. And it's just a 15-minute accountability session. And it's really the first thing that comes to my mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to write that down. And doing this, it helps you be more focused, be more centered. Um, it's a place to organize your thoughts. And I think that's that's very important. Would you? I mean, like, if we talk about people who, um, you know, pay big bucks to talk to a psychiatrist and um, really what they're doing is they're, bringing their problems, uh, offloading their problems. A lot of psychiatry is just listening and and understanding. And so one, we need to be heard. And so Mm -hmm. when we write, what we're pretty much doing is we're hearing ourselves speak our own problems. And then psychiatry is also, Hey, we're trying to figure out what's the issue here. How can I fix this? And so a lot of times when you, I do this a lot and I, I might sound like a crazy man. If I'm driving by myself and I'm having a hard time with something, I will talk through it mm-hmm. out loud mm-hmm. to myself mm-hmm. and I'll solve my own problems sometimes just going over it. And so that's kind of the same way with yeah, journaling. So you can all, hear yourself have think. problems. If yeah. you're human, you're going to have problems. And sometimes you have big problems, like real big. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a quote here from Anne Frank. And of course um, she wrote her journals in an attic she had a few during, problems. Na- during <laughs> uh, Nazi Germany, you know, hiding from, uh, and then she eventually died. And of course her journal became, you know, a world bestseller. Mm-hmm. Um, but she said this, here's her quote, paper is more patient than people. So what you're talking about, um, like you go to a shrink and I, I can tell you, you know, if you want to do counseling and we won't 
you know, you want to be a good counselor? Just ask questions. Mm-hmm. Really, how, man, how'd that make you feel? Um, what was that like? Mm-hmm. And and uh, people walk through it, and people need to hear themselves think, mm-hmm. and they kind of need somebody else to help them. And uh, you sit the there problem. and listen, and don't speak, you know, you know un, unasked for in, advice is seldom heeded and often resented. Yep. And then, uh, you know, at the end, you know, if people want a conclusion and look at me, I, um, you know, I'll give them scriptural principles mm-hmm. and things, but, but mostly it was them going through the process of this whole thing. Yep. So that's what journaling is. I mean, you're, you're putting your thoughts on paper. Um, I remember when I was 24, uh, I went through kind of a rough breakup and I had some, you know, tough times in my life. My, my friendships were kind of getting, um, skewed and messed up and I just went through a rough patch for a year or so. And I remember like just what a powerful tool it was to Mm -hmm. be able to write down what I was thinking, what had happened, Mm -hmm. the mistakes that I made. And it really helped me to work through it. If you write down a list you will feel a thousand times better. I did. It was amazing. I don't and know so, how I stumbled and so, upon it. Um, like if you had another friend who just is going through whatever you went through, what were some of the things that you would tell him to do? And then you just Boom. write down yep. one, this, one, two, that, three, this, four, mm-hmm. that. And just the process of putting it down. Here's what happens is uh, you distance, you put a distance between yourself and your thoughts. When you put your thoughts down on paper, you can look at your thoughts and examine your thoughts. Right. And a lot of times you'll see where you're in error mm-hmm. because you put it down on a piece of paper. And again, that's why people need to hear themselves think, right. you know, in counseling. You ever say something out loud they'll, and you they'll, think like, They'll correct themselves. Yeah. Like, that sounds really stupid. Yeah, you say it out loud and you think, wait a second, that's not, <laughs> that's or not if you're logical. Going, or if you're going through a big issue in your life because like uh, that's another thing in counseling i say you know what you need to do is is get your bible and just write down a game plan Mm -hmm. write down verses write out the verses and just um write how you're gonna approach this particular problem do that yeah uh and that's you know another thing in counseling is that you're supposed to give people homework if they don't do their homework don't waste your time counseling them because they're you know they just they're not trying to solve the problem no no Uh, but you can solve your own problem this way. You um, work through things, yep. Yeah. Ease your mental load, like we said. You know, your right. brain is a limited resource. You it, store memories, like you said. John, John F. Kennedy and John Fitzgerald, Fitzgerald Kennedy, during the Bay of Pigs, um, I was just reading this somewhere or saw it somewhere, where um, his journal, during that time, he was drawing sailboats. Because, you know, him and his family grew up in uh, not Nantucket but uh, Kenny Bunkport or w- one of those fancy places mm-hmm. and sailed all the time and he really loved sailing but um, it was something to like relax his mind while he's contemplating you know uh, how the CIA sent him up in the band <laughs> <or> whatever <laughs> and uh, how he's going to dismantle the CIA while he's drawing a sailboat but just I mean just the very fact that you're distancing yourself from your thoughts um, I've done this before. If I'm going through a particular issue, or a particular problem, um, I will write out in detail. Because here's what here's a, here's something that stresses you out. If you're going through an issue and you've got some sort of controversy or whatever in your li- in your life, and you have got your um, rebuttal and the reason why you're right and they're in the wrong and they did this, and then I said this, and all this. You have to hold it in your mind. Mm-hmm. 
and think about that garbage. You ever run all into somebody? Long. You ever run into somebody who's going through something like that, and it doesn't matter who they're bumping into. Oh, they they're skew repeating, it. They repeating, skew repeating, it. They skew repeating. it. Yeah, exactly. And then everybody's want to back back away from this person because they're crazy, so doggone yeah. negative. Uh, where here's what you need to do is, and I tell people this too, is um, especially if it has to do with legal stuff. I'm like, are you writing this down? <laughs> well, no. Like. You need to have this documented Absolutely. and document this on a regular basis. But you document, you know, whatever is going on and what your thoughts are. And again, you're distancing yourself from those that thoughts that you don't you don't want to consume your life and ruin your life. And then put it over on a shelf somewhere. Mm-hmm. And then later on, if you have another thought um, that or needs to go need in it, that collection bucket, yeah. that you can go and you can write it down in that particular collection bucket. Of course, that's going to be different from your normal journal. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to record... Uh, you know, stuff that's garbage or or whatever I had to deal with in a journal. Um, But I will record it and it will be stored in a certain location. That way I don't have to think about it. Yeah. I don't have to occupy my mind Mm -hmm. and I can focus on better things and kind of compartmentalize that. just drop it. Um, I tell you another one that's very, that was funny is uh, I think it was Samuel Justice Alito. Uh, Was he the one that when, he was a Trump appointed one, and that girl said that back when he was 16 years old, that he assaulted her at some sort of party. <laughs> yeah, I, I but don't anyway, know. I'm not sure. Johnson, not the most political guy. So. Yeah, right. We try. <laughs> Which is good. <laughs> you don't have to worry about that. Um, but I remember that one of the funny things in that episode is he says, I wasn't at the party during that date. I can prove it. Here's my journal. Yeah. And somebody asked him, You kept a journal when you were 16. 16 what kind of kid does that he's like i was the kind of kid that did that right um so he could point to exactly where he was at and and so you know you can work out your problems on paper Mm -hmm. and again if your problems are like really uh, some particular instance in your life or whatever and it's really nasty i would remove it from your normal journal and keep it in some location but again it's journaling is you're you're writing out that separating it from yourself Mm -hmm. and then you don't have to remember and contemplate this whole episode you have it on paper if you need if you need to go back to it Mm -hmm. you can go back to it as needed let me ask you this so um you write everything down right you're you're taking your journal you we see all the benefits for it you know you can um do all these things um it's beneficial in the here and now but do you go back and you read your old journals Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I'll do year reviews, and I'll try to do, particularly at the beginning of the year, a couple different years. I'll do last year, uh, and then I'll do a year. I'll just grab one from whatever year. And um, so I recently did one from 2014, mm-hmm. and uh, that was interesting. And then I will, uh, on my new journal, what I'll do from, like, last year, 2023. Uh, what things would you have done? Uh, done differently um you know what are some of the blessings uh what what counsel would you give your 2023 self yeah and then you know back 2014 and it's interesting you can see different patterns in your life a lot of us make the same mistakes repetitively over and over and if you didn't journal you wouldn't realize that right and you'll also see if you journal like where you're putting the emphasis at in your life what's important because sometimes you'll put it in the wrong place what you fear what you love yeah yeah right um, one, well, yeah, one year, like 2014, almost every single week I was putting the number of attendance that we had in church in my journal. And I was like, whoa, it was like, you know, the emphasis is, I mean, Hey, having, you know, focusing on having attendance is great. 
but it ain't the number one thing. Right. And so if you're writing that in your journal almost every single week, guess what one of the main focuses of your life is? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say, eh, I got to tweak that. Right. <laughs> Let's focus on, you know, um, other things. You know, I'm getting off balance right. in my life. So you're able to dissect your own life and then... I was, um, a couple weeks ago, you were there, actually. We had a youth group event, and I was telling the teens how important it is mm-hmm. for them to have goals. Um, spiritually, you know, um, we're primarily talking about spiritual goals, but um, if you don't have goals, you don't grow. And so I think another way that a journal helps me is I'll, I'll write down um, the things that I want to do, ways that I'm going to accomplish it. And then also, like you said, going back and reading, mm-hmm. um, there's really no way to quantify growth if you don't keep a record of it. Mm-hmm. And so I could look back and say, how am I, if, if I ask you, how is Jack in 2024 different than Jack in 2014? And you didn't have a record, how would you be able to tell me? Th- that's right. You know what I mean? Um, you would have to sit there and think for a little while. There's all sorts of neat practices out there. And um, what were some of the journals that we were talking about earlier that, that are out there? I know there's like um, – gratitude journals mm, yeah yeah. there's journals with all sorts of prompts you know like trauma journals or like yes um th- there's one thing that I, I i have done in the past um tim ferris who's a podcaster extraordinaire he's been podcasting for a long time and all these high performers he's angel investors and he's billionaires yeah. and all sorts of famous people um you know he interviews and he's kind of like a life hack guy mm-hmm. well one of the things that uh, exercises that he does in his journal is fear setting, uh, and he talks about, you know, what is your worst fears? How would you respond to them? So he's, like, looking straight into the darkness and and trying to lessen fear because he's stepping out into fear and, right. and fear setting. Um, that's a neat exercise. One of the things that was recommended somewhere that I know I've done in the past is what what would you like your life to be like in five years? Yeah. Oh, and I have to say that Greg Hahn challenged us, and the guy who got me journaling, yep. the professor, he challenged me, or challenged all of us, but I took it personally again in 2003, 2004, right around in there. Um, write what you would like your life to be like in 20 years. And so I'm a pastor of a church. Here's what I write. I'm, I'm in Oklahoma City. Uh, that I live on the Great Lakes. I've got four boys. <laughs> and uh, I pastor church, yep. yada, yada. So I, I live just a few minutes from the lake. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was afraid about having a girl at the time. You know, it's so intimidating. Fair. That's not Maybe. really something you could control. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so I th- three, but I mean, it was, it's funny because 20 years ago, I like first saw my life now. Right. It was a little bit different. But I mean, pretty much the same. And then there, w- the five years. So, in one of these journals is, uh, what would you like your life to be like in five years? So this yeah. is like a prompt. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the things that I wrote down, in like one of them, for instance, was start a podcast. Yeah. Um, but, um, you did it. Nice job. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you know, be a better writer. Uh, and there's like a couple other different goals. And pretty much most of them were like on cue. Right. So in your journal, you can see the future mm-hmm. in a sense that you can, you know, what do you, what do you think the Lord's put in your heart to do right? and how are you going to go there? How are you going to do? And you can kind of see yourself five years from now and the preparation is in the heart of a man, but the answer is from the Lord. So you're right. not being presumptuous upon the Lord by oh. planning for the future. No. Well, and if you don't have goals, then um, you really don't need 
faith, so mm-hmm. to speak. I mean, what are you, what are you mm-hmm. trusting God to do? Mm-hmm. If your goals don't scare you, you don't need faith. And then if you don't need faith, you don't need God. And then, okay, what, what happens to your Christianity? Yeah. And I've seen young people just kind of like, um, live their life as, you know, so what, so what are some of your 2024 goals? 2024 goals. Um, I have Bible reading goals. Um, how much I want to read my Bible, um, throughout the year. I'd like to pray more. My prayer life is not what it should be. And so, um, that oh, is mine is. Yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think we could all say that. Um, 2024. I have them right here, actually. No, I don't. I have them in my day planner. Okay. But I'm yeah, right. That's why it's important to write them down because our minds are a limited. Yeah, and if you're resource. in your day planner, yeah, and you see them once a week, mm-hmm. that's exactly the same thing I do. Right. But see, like with your goals too, uh, your goals are nothing. Habits are everything. Exactly. So you know what you're shooting for. How are you going to get there? Exactly. And it's so a breakdown, like you say, weekly and, and daily. and Yeah, exactly. So like, you know, in a journal, you can write these things out. Here is what I'm shooting for. Here is mm-hmm. going to be my practice. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can kind of, again, f- foresee the future. Right. And then also in journaling, you can um, remember the past. Right. So the instance there in Esther where the emperor of Persia is, can't sleep. Uh, so he has somebody read the Chronicles to him, and he comes across Mordecai, who saved his life. And what did we do for Mordecai again? Right. We didn't do anything. Oh, well, let's do something for Mordecai. Um, so it's so fascinating. If you journal for a while and look back and read some sort of account from something earlier, you would have forgot, or some person was a blessing to you, or, you know... Um, uh, for instance, when we went to Israel in 2007, um, every single evening, now I'd encourage you this, so if you're on an interesting trip, like uh, we've, we've got a young lady that's, that's going to Italy this next summer, I'm going to mm-hmm. have to like tell her, hey, you've got to keep a journal, your your whole trip. Oh, yeah, So you can re- sure. have it with you the rest of your life, your Italy journal. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so she could look back 20 years and be like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's where we went and had lattes or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's where he passed out tracks. And here's what. And um, so you can go back in history through your journal as well. Right. Yeah. I think that's literally when you first asked me to do this podcast, that was the first thing I thought is um, I think the devil's number one tool in our lives is discouragement. And you look mm-hmm. at your life and you think, man, you know, I, I haven't really accomplished what I wanted. I'm not doing much. God's not working in my yeah. life. And he can get you really down. And then you start to look back. And you think, oh, wait a second. Oh, look at that that I was praying for and God solved that issue. Or look at that sin that he helped me conquer, or that habit or that idol that he took out of my life. And you start to see um, where you were and where you are. And it's a great uh, avenue of encouragement. I mean, how, how often do you get out your old journals and look at them? I usually keep one on my nightstand. Um, and, you know, I don't read a specific amount, but sometimes I'll get in there, I'll go down a rabbit hole and you just start perusing, reading through it. Yeah. And it brings you back does yeah yeah it can be a little cringy at times like you said i don't oh yeah i don't absolutely. i don't delete the bad stuff <laughs> i yeah. just leave it in there and you know you read it and you think wow okay and so i when i write i don't write like you know dear diary i'm feeling this <laughs> or that. this is just not me if you want to do that <laughs> knock yourself out i'm like more you know facts just the facts yeah. ma'am and um yeah if i if i you date all your I, entries I, and stuff like that oh yeah. yeah yeah got to and a lot of times i'll put the day and the date so yep. i can look at it and say okay that was a monday most likely I was at home or, you know, Tuesday evening, um, you know, or what, you know, so I can kind of figure the setting mm-hmm. of where the thing was. Now, um, I know we'll talk about this in a minute. What, well, 
let me ask you, what kind of journals do you use? Like as physic, like yeah. what do they look like? Or so I have two. Um, well, I have three actually. I have one at home that I didn't bring. I've got a small little um, notebook that I use, kind of like you said with your mastermind journal, where if you're reading a book and you come across a quote that's very interesting, one of the most disappointing things with reading is like you finish the book and you think, wow, there's so many things in there that were life-changing to me and I didn't highlight them or capture mm-hmm. them in some way. So I'll usually try and keep that with me. And if I find a quote or something, I'll just stop reading, write it down, mm-hmm. have it in there, capture it that way. Um, I have this one, which is my everything journal. And so uh, it's just a, I have a nice leather-bound case on this, and I can slip notebooks in here. Um, and that one goes with me for my Bible reading, my devotions. Um, when I'm in church listening to preaching, I'll write the outlines in there. And any thoughts that I get throughout the day or anytime I just need to offload something, it goes into that journal. And then I have this, uh, I have a three-ring binder here. Um, just another leather bound one. And that one is for preaching. And so, um, preach twice a week. So, Mm -hmm. you know, coming up with content, uh, I find that like you always say, water flows best downhill. And Mm -hmm. so you're reading, um, you know, huge chunks of scripture, trying to break down the meaning of what it is. And I find that, you know, when you're creating content, the best way to do it is just to vomit everything that you think and Mm -hmm. onto the page and let it kind of sit there. And as you go through it, um, if you read this, it would make no sense. It right? would probably be so yeah. confusing. Um, some of it is coherent, but most of the time it's just nonsense. All the sure. different thoughts that I've had, and then you you know kill your darlings and start to work through mm-hmm. sermon preparation. And so I don't have, I probably don't have a full outline in here. Once I get somewhat of a semblance of a direction, it all goes into my yeah, that is Word neat. doc, and we yeah, go that is there. neat. So. Um, yeah, for uh, for all my sermon prep, I have been using um, legal pads for years, and so whatever's written on the legal pad, it either goes into the typed outline or it mm-hmm. goes in the garbage. Uh, I can't even imagine how many legal pads I'd have uh, kept all of those. But yeah, that is really neat. I don't know that I'm going to keep it. I it, it is just a three ring binder, so the paper. I mean, I haven't finished it yet, but yeah, we'll when see. we get there, yeah, we'll, we'll see. see. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Um, I, and I do like now. I do type up all my sermons, but I do like a physical copy of the sermons. Uh, maybe I'm paranoid about uh, losing you know, it. Yeah, having it. Uh, EMP bomb go off and my computer gets fried and the cloud drops out of the sky. Or Wait, so the you have a is. physical copy of every sermon you've ever preached? It's over there, man. Wow. See all those folders? I do, yeah. So I've got about at least 45 or 50 folders over there, uh, binders, and they're smaller binders, and they're, those are printed sermons that are punched and put into... You ever pull an old one out? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I'll look at some, because there's so many parallel different scriptures Absolutely. that I will... Um, Look it up. Like this Sunday is going to be Psalms chapter number one. Well, I mean, if you've been in the ministry for a few years, you've done Psalms chapter number right. one before. So I will pull out that old thing, and um, I limit myself to three or four uh, half pages of sermon notes. Mm-hmm. I don't like. I don't have pro- prolific notes, um, and so I will look at that and see what good points I have. Some of the stuff from whatever you know. Last time I was in Psalms one, it ain't going to speak to you no more. Yep. So you have to restudy it and everything. Mm-hmm. But yeah, again, be kind to the future, Jack. Right? You ever read something that you wrote like years ago and you think, wow, that is pretty good. Actually, <laughs> like, yes. Whoa, yeah. Sometimes I am very surprised at my yeah. former self. I don't and remember ever writing that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know who I stole that from. Yeah, but, right. Uh, that was really, really good. Forgot to or, put the quotes on it. A really, uh, yeah, really profound. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so I, I keep all that stuff. And so I do like the physical aspect of it. Um, there is, and I notice on the new iPhone update is they have a journal. Did you get that journal app? It just automatically I don't appeared. Know if I did. It automatically appeared on my iPhone. It just popped up. 
Yeah. Hmm. Um, now, I used a journal program. It was recommended by Michael Hyatt, um, and I haven't listened to his podcast in years, but I used to like be a religious listener of his podcast. He used to run Thomas Nelson Publishers, yeah. and he's like a self-help Christian guy. Um, but he recommended this day one journal, and I wish I would have never listened to him. But um, <laughs> but I did use it, and the one nice thing about it is you can you can have it on your phone, you can have it on your computer, and you could take a picture like of your kid. You know, you could you can have drop a photo. You know, you know your it, yeah. your son loses his first baby tooth. You take a picture of him, and today Daniel lost a tooth, and he said this and that and the other. Yeah. And of course, now with the modern technology, you can even voice to text. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think it's the same uh, when you put it on a screen Mm-mm. as when you physically write it down. And then also, um, I like pulling out the physical copy and not having to look on a computer to see my old journal. Uh, so I did I did that method for three years, and uh, I kind of wish I just used the old school journal. The only benefit to digital was the pictures. It was really cool, and it would date stamp it for you, and it would also... St- say what the weather was that day, oh, wow. which is huh. pretty cool. That's kind of neat. Yeah. Hmm. So, yeah, so it had some um, interesting features to it. But I was um, reading something. Now, Walter Isaacson, a fabulous writer, I mean, he he writes uh, biographies on all these different uh, people. I know he does one on, he did one on Einstein, and uh, but he did one on Steve Jobs. He recently redid the one on S- Steve. No, no, no. He recently did one. Eh, no, no, he didn't re- redo his one on Steve Jobs. Anyway, he was writing a, a biography on Steve Jobs, and he interviewed Steve Jobs. And I, he, he, if I remember the biography uh, correctly, he was interviewing Steve Jobs why he was dying of cancer. Mm. And they tried to pull up his Steve Jobs journal, and it was three years worth of journaling. I mean, when he was founding Apple Computer Ooh. on gold, gold. Yeah. He couldn't get it off his old computer. Oh, no. Yeah, that's Forever tough. lost to history, this genius who changed the world. Uh, but he did write a book on Leonardo da Vinci, which I recommend that book's amazing. Uh, so Leonardo da Vinci lived like 400 years ago, and he was a multifaceted genius. Oh, yeah. Like he could paint and sculpt and design water, you know, sewer systems and all any head, you know, flying machines that he designed yeah. and things like that never came to fruition. So from 400 years ago, Walter Isaacson could pour over all of Leonardo da Vinci's written journals. Right. Cause he wrote it with his hand. He wrote yeah. it with his own hand. Mm. So yeah, I, th- I like having a physical journal. Is there a benefit? Do you think, um, what kind of benefits do you think there are to actually writing it with your hand besides having a physical journal, but actually you tell me, paper. You, you tell me, what do you think? Well, I, I, what do they say? What do they, whoever they are, say? It makes you slow down. I know that for sure. Um, there's a reason that I type my sermons because it's faster. I can get it done quicker. Right. If I write it with my hand, it's going to take me twice but, as long. But when you're preparing sermons, you write everything down, right? You don't, you don't like, prepare by typing. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. you prep by yeah, I prep by writing, and then I type it out when I'm done. But um, I have all these nice different color pens, too. Mm, that does you, help. I do have pens that I like. Do you have different color ones? I don't. Did you can circle different no, words and yeah. write different things? On. Okay, man, yeah. got to start doing that. My man. wife does, yeah. She's got very she good handwriting. And steal some of her pens. see her medical notes. It's pretty ridiculous. So they say that if you write something down, it's like what? Hearing it seven times. Saying it seven times. Just saying it seven times. Either way. So it's a learning mechanism. Mm-hmm. And I've heard people argue this point. 
that, um, for instance, students in class, if they take, you know, if you look at a modern day classroom, oh goodness, they're it's all laptops. They're all typing on yeah. laptops. But if a student will write on a notepad, they are way more likely to learn that material. Again, for some reason, it takes ownership of it. And I believe there's something masculine hmm. about the paper. having a pen and paper and you're just like owning it. Unless you got handwriting like mine, right? Right. Jonathan's <laughs> got beautiful handwriting. First time I ever saw his sermon notes, I thought Paulina wrote his notes for him. I'm like, dude. That's hilarious. What is wrong with yeah. you? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I'm jealous. I wish I had beautiful handwriting. I do not. Um, but, yeah, I, I, just, I got this uh, journal from Paul and Marisol Hortez here in our church and this year, and I started, man, it is awesome. And it's an insert one like you got, except it's a big. I like the big. Yeah, that's nice. It, and um, The journal I've got now is a little bit small, and so I have to use two pages usually when I'm doing some yeah. notes or anything like that. But, yeah, I like I like physically writing it. I, I Like you said, there's something about it that um, I, you can't really put your finger on. Um, it does make you slow down, and I think when you slow down, you're more thoughtful. And in our society, anything that makes you slow down is a good thing. <laughs> yes, because <laughs> we we're f- hyperspeed. Oh my goodness! All yeah. the time. Yep. So you got to stop. You got to think. You got to write it out physically. And yeah, I, I, like you said, it not just writing it out is important, but having a physical copy for me is pretty awesome. Um, it's a great thing to go back and read. Maybe one day my kids will read it. There's some of them, I maybe, hope they don't. Yeah, but maybe. Yeah. Um, and. To help people, too, with that, because probably some people are very self-conscious of whatever oh, they put yeah. down. But don't be hyper-self-conscious. Uh, don't worry. Most likely, you're, even your kids are going to care less about your uh, journal and reading your journal. You write it for yourself mm-hmm. and write it with um, your, yourself in mind, of course, you know, like, you know with the Lord. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you're, writing, you're writing it primarily for yourself. Um, I, I keep next to my chair... Um, Marcus Aurelius's meditations. And so this is very fascinating to me because it was written 2000 years ago and you can find Marcus Aurelius meditations in every bookstore that you ever will go into basically this is from journals, here yeah. to the next thousand years. Right. Uh, it's a classic to the ages and Marcus Aurelius never knew anyone was going to ever read his journal. And so what he, but what his journal was, he was writing himself a self-help manual, right? And so that's how I would look at your journaling is, is you're just you're just writing to yourself. I think some people too, I don't know what it is about writing, but when you physically write something on a piece of paper, I think people are always afraid, oh, I'm going to mess it up, oh, it's mm-hmm. not going to be perfect, oh, it's not going to look great. Like, don't worry about messing don't it up. Don't worry about spelling, don't worry about, you know, you know, uh, your sentence structure, yada, yada. And the thing is, it's just like anybody. I was uh, discipling somebody this morning, and we're going through the discipleship cur- curriculum, and the discipleship curriculum said, it had some quote, this beautiful quote about prayer. Mm-hmm. So, like, you can learn about prayer. You can study prayer in the Bible. But unless you pray, you're not going to get good at prayer. Mm-hmm. And so I believe the same thing with journaling. It's something that you just got to start and you just got to do. Yep. And just, um, just by way of remembrance, if you you know, when we started, we talked about a minimum effective dose. Just if you did it, if you set a timer, you have an Apple Watch, you say, Siri, set a 15-minute timer. And sit down there and grab your pen and just write down whatever comes to mind. 15 minutes is not too long for anybody. Right. Remember that the President of the United States, I don't know about this current President, but <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I'd like to read those journals. Somebody <laughs> is journaling for him <laughs> in the way he's got, but, uh, but I mean, if the President of the United States has time to journal, so do you. Right. 
And, you know, so take 15 minutes once a week. If you want to do it more than that, knock yourself out and do it more. Remember that you're writing uh, to help out yourself for clarity, um, just for centering yourself, to time, take a pause out of the week. And really, um, again, I like journaling before I do the schedule of the week because, again, I, I'm, I'm not uh, not saying I'm a centered person, but it gets me more towards the center if I pause and take time yeah, to, to offload yeah. a little bit. And you'd be amazed um, if you give yourself that outlet, you'd be amazed what comes out. Um, you don't really realize how much we actually carry on a day-to-day basis. And when you allow yourself to get it out, write it down, it'll help you a lot. Yes. One, uh, and sometime we'll do a show on scheduling in the ministry, and that's a completely different thing. I don't know if you want me on that one. Yeah, yeah, well. Pastor is a scheduling nut. Yeah, I, I have to be because, yeah, if I wasn't, I would be lost. I wouldn't know what's next. And so the scheduling is my boss, and what it gives mean? me clarity. Don't people say you just, like, sit around church all day and yeah, I just drink work on coffee? Su- I just work on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, right. oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, no, I know that. I, I don't mind if people say it, too. I'm like, hey, listen, man, there is 25 churches in the state of New York looking for a pastor. Mm-hmm. Go make yourself an application, and we will get yeah, you this goes. sweet yeah. gig. <laughs> right. We'll get you this sweet gig too. Right, and uh, you can you can enjoy this. Never as well. enough time. Um, yeah. So with so with your scheduling, you know that's a completely different thing. Um, what were we talking about scheduling? Oh, I totally lost my train of thought there. Anyway, yeah. completely different episode. Um, this is the benefits of offloading, and you were saying oh, that you journal and oh, then you schedule. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I read a book by David Allen, who I still use his methodology. I've kind of like. I've I've messed with it a little yeah, bit, but David Allen, uh, uh, David Allen, getting things done, that's the book. You can get it on eBay for like five bucks, free shipping. It's been around for a while, um, but one of his big things is that a, a empty mind is a powerful mind. And so mm, let me good. explain that. Um, a short pencil is better than a long memory. So if anything at all comes in your mind to do. You have to capture that in your collection bucket. Mm-hmm. Get it down somewhere. How many times have you told someone, yeah, I'll do that. Hey, I'll pray for you. Hey, I'll, whatever. Yeah, and if and you don't yep. have it down, you're going to forget it. But if you capture Silly. that, now once you capture it, you're, you're going to have to, from your collection bucket, put it into your system. Some system of getting it done. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's, however, journaling um, gets those thoughts that are you're like you're kind of like trying to figure things out and whatever the main thing is going on it kind of like is a collection bucket. It kind of captures those thoughts. Um, and again, it, you distance yourself from your thoughts, and then you have a clear mind. You're focused. Um, you can do other stuff more effectively. In a way, it's, it's, it's literally, so if I sat down with a pastor for an hour every week, and he said, what's going on in your life? And I sat there, and I explained to him what happened during the week, stuff that happened to me, things that I was thinking, problems I was dealing with. That would be helpful for me. I don't know mm-hmm. if it would be helpful for him, but that's basically what journaling is doing is you're taking advantage of yourself and you're sitting down and you're laying it all out there and um, offloading. And then, there, like we said, the, li- the mind's a limited resource. So. Psalm 73, and I think Psalm 46. I could be wrong on both Psalms. <laughs> but <laughs> David says repeatedly in those Psalms, why art thou cast down, O my soul? And then that. he preaches to himself about himself. Yeah. And so sometimes in journaling, it's just like you counseling yourself. Oh, yeah. You're I'd, giving yourself advice. If you, yeah, if you read back in some of these, it's like paragraphs where I'm yelling at myself, why did you do that? Why didn't you? What uh-huh. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then and coming up with a plan to fix a it. Solution. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, solution. Yep. How do I fix it? Got any other thoughts, Brother John? 
I would just say that um, it's something if you don't do, it's just a great idea to start. Um, if you're not um, well-versed in it, if you're not a big writer, if you don't really, just grab yourself a notebook, grab yourself mm-hmm. a pen, and um, maybe, you know, start by taking sermon notes, start by writing down stuff that you're thinking, and um, just give yourself that outlet, and you'll see what it can do for you. Amen. Yeah. Okay, I got a little advertisement. We have men's meat feast coming up. The, the gym altar, that's going to be March 2nd at 6 p.m. You don't want to miss that. It's only $5. All you can eat meat. And we go over the top, man. We're going to have uh, every kind of meat that you can mm. think of uh, at that meat feast. And then Brother Jim Alter is uh, one of my favorite preachers. He's going to be here f- with us that day. You can go to. Uh, lbbc.info and you can sign up for it right there you can pay right there online uh and then oh also another thing that you need to check out is go to the app store and download and just look at uh, lighthouse bible baptist church's app mm-hmm. our app's incredible isn't it it is it is it's probably the best app i think so yeah of all time yeah and uh, so go to the app store check that out Lighthouse Bible Baptist Church, download the app uh, and look at it. If you pastors or any people in ministry have any questions about that, I'll be happy uh, to answer them. We tell you about how we set that up. Uh, just email me at pastoralthoughtsmail at gmail. And then the Expound Conference. Mm-hmm. Two times I've been to the Expound Conference down in Alabama. This time it's coming to the Northeast right here at Lighthouse Bible Baptist Church. That is going to be March 18th and March 19th. We are going to have uh, Pastor Dalton Robertson and also Pastor James Knox, and they are going to be teaching how to expound the Bible. That's it's going awesome. to be awesome. Yeah. I love it. And, um, you know, hosting things is not as easy as going to them, <laughs> but I still think I'll get a, some sort of a blessing. Uh, and But please uh, try to come, and you can register online for that at lbbc.info. Uh, right there, there is no cost for it, no charge, and uh, we're going to be very generous with the people who come. And there's going to be different giveaways and things, but we need to know who's coming. Uh, and that is an event that uh, if you live out of state or whatever, flying to town for it. It starts on Monday night. It's going to be all day on Tuesday. There's going to be two sessions Monday evening and sessions all day on Tuesday, and it's going to be a good time of fellowship. Uh, and it's going to be kind of a classroom setting, but you're going to get some uh, just uh, preaching, and um, it's going to be a really, really good time of camaraderie and uh, a blessing to you. So, again, that's March 18th through 19th, and uh, go uh, go sign up for that. Amen. That's all she wrote, folks. Thank you for uh, your listening today, and uh, go out and get yourself a real nice journal. Get yourself a real nice journal because you're going to be with that journal for probably at least a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a lot of pages on it. and Go to Barnes & Noble, go to Amazon, go to wherever. Uh, get yourself a nice journal and start journaling today. Amen. God bless each and every one. Thank you so much for listening today to the Pastoral Thoughts Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please subscribe to this podcast. And if you can, leave us a five-star rating on your podcast app. We'd appreciate that very much. We'd love to hear from you. You can reach out to us by emailing us at pastoralthoughtsmail at gmail.com. And you can find out more about us at pastorjack.org. God bless you and have a wonderful day.